Welcome to the Rise of Revitalize podcast, where we give you short, simple messages to help you become the best that you can be. It's your host, Mitch. If this is your first time listening, welcome. This is a short, to the point, no fluff podcast where I'm going to give you some kind of success principle, daily discipline, or action item that you can take away from every episode that you're hopefully going to be able to apply to your life and use it to help you get one step closer to reaching your full potential. I'm Mitch. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm addicted to personal development. And I got some fire for you today. Hopefully a podcast that's really going to help kick your ass in gear because I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened to me in my childhood that changed everything for me. Like a lot of who I am today, I owe to this one experience. And it was not something you know super traumatic, but it was something that really changed my perspective forever. And just to give you some context, when I was nine or 10 years old, I think it was, I was this huge kid. Like I've always been freakishly tall. You know, I'm very tall now. If you don't know, I'm about six foot seven. But when I was like nine, almost 10 years old, I was already six feet tall. So as you can imagine, I was this like massive gargantuan kid. I was taller than everyone. I was a little bit awkward, obviously. You know, I think a lot of my social awkwardness comes from, you know, just being this huge kid. You know, when I was in grade one, everyone thought I should have been in grade six because I had moved to a new school. And anyways, when I was, I believe it was nine years old, I started playing basketball. And so, of course, I was like a foot taller than everyone. So I was, I was just this massive kid on the court. And I immediately fell in love with basketball. Really loved the game. You know, I just really enjoyed it. I really loved the concept of competing to win because I'd played soccer up until that point. And I don't know if we didn't keep score, but, you know, I don't really remember ever, you know, wanting to win the championship or keeping track even of, you know, how many games we'd won and lost. But with basketball, it was very different. You know, it was the team that I was on. The goal was to win the city championship. That was the goal. And I, and I loved that. And that piece of competition And that addiction to competition is what's really driven me for the rest of my life. So I think that competition is is so important. And, you know, the fact that, you know, in some sports now for kids that don't keep score, I think is, you know, so damaging, you know, to children. But we'll talk about that in another episode. But anyways, early on into the season, my first season in basketball, I had a terrible game. I, I don't think I scored. I played really soft. And, you know, I can even remember being out there just being like, I am playing like garbage today but I'm so much bigger than everyone else. I should have been dominating. And so I remember we lost this game and I was upset because we lost and I was upset because we played bad and we were driving back from the way home in the game. And it was just me and my dad and, and his truck. And he said something that hit me so significantly. And I don't even think he knows this. I've never told him this, but it, it really changed my life forever. And I even know exactly in the city where it was when it happened. And when I drive by that community now, I always think of this. But we were sitting in the truck and, you know, I was, I was kind of a little bit down. And and my, my dad looked over me and he's like, what was that? You know, and he was mad. It was a, like it was an angry tone. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, what, dad? You know, I'm trying, I'm trying hard. He's like, trying hard. It's like you're the biggest out kid out there and you played like a little bitch. That's what he said to me. And I remember crying. Yeah, I was, I was very upset. I, I remember in that moment hating him. You know, hating that moment, hating that that negativity, you know, that, that feeling, it hurt. And it hurt because it was true. 
because I played bad and, and you know what I hadn't been practicing as much as I should and and I hadn't been taking it seriously enough and, and here I went out and yeah I embarrassed myself I was this huge kid and I played like garbage and I'll never forget that I'll, I, like I said I can remember the part of the city where it is it's so vivid for me but from that moment literally everything changed in my life you know I can remember getting home and getting out and we didn't even have a basketball hoop at our house at the time but I would go over to our neighbors I started practicing I started practicing every day because I never wanted to feel like that again. I never wanted to disappoint my dad like that again. But more importantly, I didn't want to underperform my potential like that again. It felt terrible. And the reason I'm telling you this story is, you know, I see a lot, especially in today's world where it's this, you know, self-love culture and, you know, look in the mirror and do positive affirmations and tell yourself how wonderful you are. And I think that's great. I think, I really do. I think there's you have to love yourself and there's a time and place for that. But there's also time and place for looking in the mirror and saying, I'm acting like a little bitch right now. I'm not doing the work that I know I need to be doing. Because what I found in life and in business, what truly brings me happiness is when I'm doing the work, when I'm taking action. And telling myself that I'm wonderful, that I'm great, that you know I'm doing awesome, it, it might make me feel better in the moment, but it, it never leads to long-term happiness for me. And it might work for some of you, but it doesn't work for me. So that's why I'm sharing this experience. What works for me is looking in the mirror and saying, you know, and this happened to me, you know, a month ago. I looked in the mirror, I gained 20 pounds. And I'm like, I'm starting to look fat. I'm not, I look crappy. I don't look as good as I should look. And by telling myself that, by having a hard look at myself in the mirror, that spurred me to action. And that's what's important. That thing my dad said to me in the truck, which might sound cruel, might sound like something you probably shouldn't say to your kid. And maybe you could have said it more elegantly, but it spurred me to action. And like I said, that was a, a paradigm shift for me. That changed my life when my dad told me that. Because it, it made me never want to feel like that again. And it spurred me to take action, to start practicing, to start working on my game, to start focusing on basketball right? So that I didn't embarrass myself. So I didn't embarrass my family like that again. And, you know, I, I didn't end up making the NBA or, or getting to a super high level, but, you know, just about five years later, pretty much to the day when I was 15 years old, you know, I made the junior national team and, you know, got to fly to Toronto and, and play on that team. And I really owe, you know, that experience. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about my basketball and, and, and competitive background because it's, it's shaped so much of who I am. But I owe that to that conversation that I had with my dad. Those, those words my dad said to me that day. Because it changed everything for me. Because it made me look internally and, and say to myself, he's right. He's right. I'm not playing good. I'm not taking this as serious as I should. And I need to change it. And I need to take action. And so that's what I want to leave you with today. It's a bit of a harsh message, but... You know, what's that thing that you need to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself? Is it that you're out of shape? That you gained a bunch of weight and you need to get back in the gym? You know, maybe it's start that business that you've always wanted to start it and you've been putting off. Because that's what happened to me. You know, for the longest time, ever since I was a kid, I can remember wanting to start a business. And it took me, you know, I remember thinking that as like a seven, eight-year-old kid. And I didn't start my business until... You know, for me, I was, you know, 26 when we launched Revita. It took a couple of years to get to that point. And I feel like I'm 10 years behind because I feel like I should have been doing this 10 years ago. 
because I always wanted to do it, you know, but it, it took me to get to a point and I've told the story before where I was working a great job for a company that I love, but you know, I just knew deep down that I should be doing my own thing. I should be running my own business. And one day I pulled over on the side of the road because I was up in the field for, for work and they'd be these long, tiring, like 12, 14 hour days on the road. And I pulled over and I was almost in tears. I was so frustrated because you know, I looked at myself in the rear view mirror and I said, I'm not doing what I know I should be doing with my life. As great of a job as this is, as great of a company as this is, and yes, I'm, you know, it's, it's good money and good benefits and all the rest, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you're being a bitch. You're not, you're not, you're being a coward. Just take that first step and start that business. Stop putting it off. And that moment changed everything for me. And there wasn't enough, you know, affirmations in the world that I could look myself in the mirror and say that what's going to make me happy. But taking that first step, you know, really having a hard look at myself and saying, I'm not doing the work, I'm, I'm acting afraid. That's what spurred me to action. You know, and, and four years later from that day, you know, we have Revita Energy Tea with my co-founders, Carly and Rob, and we have this, you know, beautiful business with, you know, staff now, and we get to make a difference in people's lives. And it's, it's, it's just, it's so powerful to be able to really take a good hard look at your life and say, hey, these are some things I need to work on. And I think in, in society, you know, in our current culture, we've gotten away from that, unfortunately. And so, you know, and I tell my dad all the time, I tell him, I wish you were harder on me. You know, and at the time I didn't wish that, but, you know, looking back, like I wish, you know, my mom and my dad were harder on me because I think I'd be that much further ahead if they were. And, I'm, you know, now as an adult, it's my responsibility to take a good hard look at my life and and be hard on myself. Not hard on myself in the way that, you know, I'm going to tell myself that I, I suck or get down on myself. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying, you know, taking a good hard look at your life and saying, hey, these are some things that you can work on. These are some things you can improve. And these are the action steps that I'm going to take. So that's what I'll leave you with today. Take a good hard look at your life. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, what can I be doing differently? What have I always wanted to do? What's my dream and why am I not doing it? And, you know, in the case of Revite Energy Tea, it started with a Google search. How do I start a beverage company? You know, whatever your dream is, just take one step towards it and start doing that every day over and over again. The slight edge like we talked about in the last episode of Compounds, it makes a difference. Your life will change. Hope you all have an incredible week. We'll see you next time. Thank you.